Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for people who'd buy that for a dollar. Uh, I'm Tyler. <laughs> and I'm Cody. Cody, what did we watch? We watched RoboCop, but not the one you're thinking of. RoboCop. The good Parentheses, oh. 2014. Close parentheses. Yeah, we did. We did That's right. That one. They made RoboCop. They made RoboCop 2. They made RoboCop the TV series. They made RoboCop 3. But what they hadn't done did was a straight-up reboot. And here we are. It happened. You forgot about it. We watched it. Now we're going to talk about it. Oh, yeah. Cody, you want to sum up the movie? Imagine a world in the not-too-distant future where a cop dies and is turned into a robot. All for the sake of mm, a company that makes security police robots. No, Cody, that's that's the first <sighs> RoboCop. That's that's the old 80s RoboCop. We're talking about this one. Oh, you watched yeah. the, the new one, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. How'd it go for you, Cody? You know, I didn't. I didn't like love it. It wasn't, it's one of those, it wasn't a total train wreck, but it wasn't like they nailed it. And so it was just sad. It was one of those, you're like, oh, I see, I see all the potential of this movie, but it didn't reach it, you know? Hmm. That's me. But yeah. look, hey, hey, what? Lift your chin up. How was it for you? Cody, I, I think this is going to be a good episode, Cody. That's what that's what I'm about to say. All right, because I've got I feel like a controversial opinion on this movie. When it yeah. first, so I put this movie on the list. When it first came out, I freaking loved this movie. I had seen the original RoboCop. I didn't know it was rated R. I watched it way too young, knowing that now. Yeah, it's a uh, but I had seen the original RoboCop. Cool. It's old 80s, right? It was 80s, right? It wasn't like late 70s. It was 80s. 80s. Mid 80s, yep. 80s action movie, you know, pretty cool. Peter Weller, you know, the guy that I mostly know as a uh, guy that is on a lot of History Channel shows and documentaries as like a historian because he's a professor of like art history. (laughs) Did you know that? Yeah. That's what I knew him as growing up mostly. And then someone's like, oh, yeah, Imagine he's your RoboCop. art history professor showing up in an action movie. <laughs> well, he did it. He did. We looked this up last time. He did it after I think he was RoboCop and an actor. It was like he did RoboCop. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you know what? I'm going to go get my Ph.D. in art, art history and become a professor. And now uh, here's the thing. They were like all the history channel people were like, oh, my gosh, you actually know this stuff. And you're a professional actor. You host everything now. And so that's what it was in the 90s and the early 2000s. Wow. It was a good time. It was a better time. Now what do we get? Paul Rudd hosting documentaries about tiny animals on Apple TV Plus? Yes, that's what we get. And it's it's delightful. Anyway. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I love this movie when it came out. I was very worried that I was going to be like, oh, no, I'm going to hate this. <laughs> when, I start, when I sat down to watch it, that like a flood of panic hit me. But you know what, Cody? It's all right. I didn't hate it. And that's good. Wow. I, what I do have 
is an opinion that will make you angry. But we'll, I'll wait. I'll wait until we get into the rants for that. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. So, Cody, hop on my motorcycle. Hop on my Batman motorcycle that Batman ripped off, you know? So it's the RoboCop. Hop Iron Man motorcycle, you know? Let's just mm-hmm. let's just buzz on down to Spoiler Town, Detroit, USA. All right, and let's do it. Okay. Now, Cody, do you want to go I'm first? Ready. Do you want me to go first? It's a great question because you have you have piqued my curiosity. I am. I have questions. I want to know what you're going to say, but I, I'm leaning towards maybe I can go first. And then I can sit here and stew and sip on my tea while you uh, blow my mind with your take. Is that is that okay? I mean, that sounds great. You know what would be even better if I could get the clock? Okay, when I type in timer, it pops up with clock and then it disappears. Here's my question. At what point when I'm typing out timer, does it switch from you want the clock to now you want to Google search timer clock apps? I think I know what it is. Look, okay, I've been down this road because it happens to me once a week. I think Android phones only allow you to search two or three letters before they switch from you're searching what's on your phone to nope, we're on the internet now. And it drives me nuts because I'll type in like the name of an app that's like five letters. I'm like, well, this is exactly the app I want to have pulled up. And it'll pop up while I'm in the middle of the word, then it'll go away. Is that, I need... Anyone here design Android phones? Because I need to have that confirmed. But, <laughs> but this is on my computer. Me insane. This it's is on your computer. It's on my computer. Well, I don't know what to tell okay. you. Okay, and this is what gets it. Now that the clock is pulled up, if I type in timer, best match clock app. Anyway, are you ready? Nothing like watching a sci-fi movie with really advanced technology and then failing to pull up a timer on your PC at home. You know, just to remind us how far we are, you know, yeah. how, how far we still have to go so far. But yeah, no, totally ready. I'm going to, I'm doing it. Tyler, I was not prepared for this movie to start. I was not, you know, when you, you know, when you select a movie and it just like starts playing, you're like, Oh, I thought I had to like press play one more time or something. It was going, I was trying to sit down still. And then I saw the MGM lion and I heard someone making <laughs> motorcycle sounds with their mouth. And I was like, oh, what is that? I was like, what did I do wrong? What, did I pick the wrong movie? What? But it's fine. We, we got here. All right. We're here. The movie's playing. And I watched it. I thought it was interesting. It's one of, look, RoboCop, it's one of those movies that doesn't need a reboot, but we, they did it. They rebooted it, you know? <clears throat> like so many great 80s films, we did it. We did the reboot. I thought it was kind of interesting. I don't remember everything about RoboCop when we watched it. I just remember that I liked it. This one, it, it kind of felt a little bit reversed. Like, I feel like in the original RoboCop, they were like, no, we're trying to get people to let us put our machines on the streets. And this one, they were like, no, our machines are everywhere all throughout the world. We just can't convince Americans to let us do it because there's some legislation against it. You know, so I thought that was interesting that like, oh, we proved that it works. We just got to sell the Americans on it. So kind of a, you know, I appreciate they kind of did a different take. But what I appreciated most about this movie, perhaps the highest praise I can give it, was that there was a man wearing a leather tie and I was all about it. And um, I'd, why don't we have more leather ties in the world? It was delightful. 
I loved it. I was really happy. I didn't remember who it was, if it was Samuel L. Jackson or if it was Gary Oldman. It was one of those, one of those people. Leather ties. What a move. What a power move, you know? You can only tie a single Windsor with a leather tie. That's what no one thinks about, you know? No way you're getting away with a double Windsor. I'm a double Windsor man. I don't know about you. I don't know what you do. Just give me a one or a two. Hold up a one or a two. You're double or single. Tyler has no idea. He doesn't know what it means. He's going with the two. He's doing the double. He nailed it. He's got it. Uh, robophobic, my new favorite term. You know, next time someone complains about their cell phone, call them robophobic. Just do it. All right. This needs to be the next thing that we are woke about. All right. Robophobia, it's a real thing. We got to fight against it. We got to fight the powers that be. We got to phobe the robes. Okay. No more of this anti-phobing of robes. You got to phobe the robes. I was very confused when this movie started and Paul Bettany was not in it, okay? I <laughs> I don't know why. I was pretty sure when the I saw the trailer to this movie, it was Paul Bettany, and we had just done a Paul Bettany movie, did Priest for the podcast a little while ago, and I was like, this is another Paul Bettany one. Remember when he was doing all the movies? Uh, I even told Bailey Paul Ben before this movie started, okay? It was, uh, it really threw me, okay? It, I'm still not over it. I'm still not convinced Paul Bettany wasn't in the movie. I'm going to need you to talk me through that. Was, am I crazy? Was, was he in the movie? Was he not? I need your help, okay? I don't think police officers hold their guns sideways, okay? Alex Murphy's out here. <laughs> They're going through their thing. He holds his gun sideways at someone, and I just don't think that's a thing that would happen, okay? It took me out of the movie when he was holding the gun sideways, okay? That's all I got to say, all right? Now we got the marketing team at Omnicorp, and they're trying to figure out how they're going to get people to let there be RoboCops. They're like, all right, who's the... Do we have any candidates? Can we turn anyone into a cyborg RoboCop? Who, you know, they're looking at all these police officers. <laughs> and they're like, one guy is like, oh, he's like a Paralympian guy. He's in a wheelchair. He's ripped. And then there's another guy who's just a man with a big pillow stuffed in his shirt like he had blown up his legs or something. But it was just a man with like several pillows, like a giant big old. I couldn't. Was it a joke? Just nod your head. Was it a joke or not? Because it looked so bad. It looked terrible. It looked like I had stuffed a pillow in it. Look, I need you to pull up the movie on Amazon right now. I need you to scroll through. I'm going to guess it's around the 20 or 25 minute mark. Okay. If you can just find Pillow Shirt Man. If not, I'll pull it up during your rant and I'll send you the screen grab. Okay. Ugh, I hate that I said screen grab. You know, I like screenshot is the word. Ugh, I said, ugh, I feel like I just got older. I feel about 15 years older. Oh, is this what the future's like for me? I'm not, uh, Abby Cornish. Let's talk about her. I know her as the wife in every movie. She, every movie she's in, she's the distraught wife that has to deal with the trauma. And you know what? It's not fair to her. I want to know what else she can do. She has been typecast so aggressively and I don't think it's fair. Yep. Oh, it's all my right, time. Now, you be quiet now. You be, you right. be quiet, sir. It's time. All right. 
Alright, how dare you? The guy with the pillow in his shirt was supposed to be someone who had let himself go after all of his limbs were blown off, Cody. So he was supposed to be fat. How dare you, okay? Then they find another guy. Let's talk about the other guy that they're like, oh, he's perfect. He's the one. He's the perfect candidate. Pick him. Move forward. Do it. Not until the doctor says he's insane. And then they say, who cares? And then he's like, I'm not going to do this on an insane guy. And then they're like, fine. We won't put a psychotic person in an indestructible super skeleton robo armor thing. Let's find a different guy. Okay. Cody, here's the thing. All right. I'm going to, I'm about to drop this bomb on you. This is a better version of the original Robocop and that's what's wrong with it. Okay. This is the original Robocop without, let me remind you a good, at least third up to half of Robocop is board meetings, board meetings, Cody. They are pitching project for a budget. That's what it is. Everybody talks about the prequel, the Star Wars prequels being boring. Let's, you know what's exciting? Budget meetings. All right. That's what gets the kids going. We're going to blow up Alex Murphy. Hard cut. All right, CFO. This is why my project deserves this fiscal year's budget. Okay. Because this is the return on investment. I want to see some charts. I want to see some diagrams. All right. No, it was boring and I hated it. It was the worst part of that movie. What did this movie do? They're like, all right, it's not that. We're going to reference that there's a vote. You know how this is how they could have made it the same. Let me show me the Senate. Show me two hours of the Senate deliberating, (laughs) deliberating over the bill. All right. Show me a guy filibustering by reading War and Peace. Then it's the same movie. Then it's a true remake. All right. Without that, it doesn't have the same oomph. It doesn't have the same energy. Okay. I want to see a man's penis get shot off. Okay. If I don't get that and I don't get budget meetings, is this even RoboCop, Cody? But be real. Let's be real. This is the same exact movie. The only difference is they blow up his car instead of comically shooting him to pieces with a bunch of nine millimeter handguns, which couldn't do that to begin with. All right. The original Robocop is bad. That's what makes it good. What they tried to do is that it's they were like, you know, what we should do throw a hundred million dollars at Robocop. And I would, I would want to smack the person who came up with that idea be like, you are an idiot. No, you can't do it. It's like, let's, you know what we should do? Let's remake a classic movie where they made it for $2 million out of a garage, but let's make it for a billion dollars. It's like that you are going to lose everything that makes people like the movie. You're going to lose it all. It's all gone. It's all out the window. When you make a a movie that is a cult classic because it's awful, let's remember how many times I'd buy that for a dollar came up in the original RoboCop. It's a terrible movie, but it was cheaply made by a bunch of scrappy dudes, and they got it done, Cody, and it became a worldwide phenomenon because it was good despite that it wasn't good. Okay, that was the thing. This movie should have been good. The problem is they tried too hard to make the remake the original one. They should have just said, okay, let's take the core of RoboCop, which is basically Iron Man, but he can't get out of the suit, okay? And let's do it more modern, which is like the only thing they did was they were like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have a news dude, and we're going to have it be a bill instead of be a budget meeting. And I was like, you need to make it. You need to do different. You need to do either more like stunt and action. Like... If they made it like now, right, I feel like you could remake RoboCop, right? You could. But I feel like one now you do, you'd have like the kind of guys that do the the John Wick action, right? Anyway, point is 
I think this movie is too faithful of a remake for it to be good with the amount of budget it has. I think that's the problem with it, all right? How could you think this is Paul Bettany? How could you disrespect Joel like that? We're talking Joel Kinnaman, Cody. Honestly, this is for real people. One of my favorite actors, all right? He's the best. Look at him. Look at this man, all right? Look at him and tell me he's not fantastic. Tell me he doesn't deserve everything. Tell me he should. You know what? We took down Army Hammer. Take all that fame. Take all that fame. All that fortune. Give it to Joel. All right. And then every all the other people. Give it to give it to Joel. He's a sweet boy. We love him. Okay. He's a good boy. He's in the good movies. They make him tactical, Cody. That's the other thing they do. They're like, here's the original. This is the other bad thing they do. They're like, here's the original suit that you all love. You all want to see again. Boom, we're making it sleek and tactical and black. And it's like, you shouldn't have shown the first one. You just shouldn't have shown it. You just should have not had it. You should have just gone straight to the tactical one, right? Oh, Tyler, I'm going to have to cut you off right there. You make some, I'm not going to say good points, but oh, you make some aggressive points, and I, I appreciate that about you. Let's stick on this. Let's stick on you saying the original RoboCop is a bad movie. It's terrible. First off, how dare you? <laughs> Here's what's interesting about it couple things number one the director who is brazilian had a conversation with another brazilian director and being like man i got no creative control over this movie it's spiraling out of control and i'm really upset about it those comments ended up getting to the press and the studio got real mad at him and then he <laughs> issued statements later being like no i was super happy with how the movie turned out <laughs> so that's one thing number two he pushed really hard for an R rating. He's like, hey, the original Robocop is R. Yeah. I want this one to be R as well. But he kept pushing the budget up. Uh, the budget got pushed way over what it was supposed to be. And the studio was like, well, if you make it PG-13, bigger audience, maybe we can recoup more money. So they made him, they like had chaperones on set to be like, no, you have, you better be making this a PG-13 movie. So I ended up being PG-13. Mm -hmm. So a couple interesting pieces of trivia uh, for you to learn about. Okay. Um, let me, let's, finally. Oh, go ahead. Well, I should have one more that's on that on that very same topic. All right. Okay. You talked about this being a very faithful adaptation of the original. <clears throat> I wouldn't agree with that, at least the finished product. But what it is, what is true, this script is a rewrite of the original RoboCop script. So there was the original script, the first draft, and the director, Paul Verhorven, whatever his name is, was like, look, I think this isn't going to work. I think it's too serious. I think we have to do something different with it. And that's when they went for like super satire, very brutal, a lot more comedic elements. And it's like satire of American corporations kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So that's where the original RoboCop ended up going. Now, the person who wrote this movie was like, he took the original screenplay, the one that the director didn't use and said, all right, I'm rewriting this. And that's what it's based off of. So... In that way, you're right. It is a very faithful adaptation of the original idea for RoboCop, but not what ended up being the 1984 RoboCop finished product. So here's what my issue, I think. Here's what I think where the movie falls short, okay? Is that, so they, like you, I mean, like you said, they pulled the original script that they ended up not using. But like the main beats are the same, right? Where it's the cop, they're going after the drug the main guy also when he holds his gun sideways it's when they're pretending not to be cops so it's not like he does it in a real firefight some real he does do like this moves. thing 
does do this thing where he's like peeking over, but when they're shooting, I'm pretty sure he always holds it straight up. But also, you know yeah. how often in movies cops hold their guns sideways and will like blind fire and every real police officer is like, you would never, even guys who panic don't do that. They, they'll they mm-hmm. shoot their buddy on accident before they'll hold it sideways and shoot. It's like yeah. you're brainwashed to not do that. Anyway, point is, um, the, uh, like they hit on the same points and they kept it like the same, like, oh, they go after this. He's going after the guy that gets him killed. His partner gets shot. But his partner's OK in this one, which I think in the original Robocop, doesn't his partner die? Or no, his partner's dirty. Spoilers, right? Remember. His partner's the dirty cop. Whereas this. One, so I felt like they did a lot. They hit all the same points. But like you said, they pulled a lot of the punches, like instead of his partner being the dirty one, it was another guy, group of guys he already doesn't like. You know, and instead of it being these board meetings where it's like these like because it's like I joke about I will still say way too much of RoboCop 1984 is spent in corporate meetings. It's too much of the movie. okay? Mm -hmm. and they cut a lot of that out. But there was a lot of suspense where like the energy of those corporate meetings wasn't like, oh, you'll get fired or I'll ruin you. It was like, I'll freaking kill you in front of this entire board. Yeah. And the attitude of the movie was like, oh, that might happen. So I think like a lot of the actors brought that same kind of energy, but they didn't. The movie didn't build that in the same way. But I think Mm -hmm. what you needed, what you got to do is take the idea of RoboCop and transfer it into a modern setting versus what they did was they just took RoboCop and transferred it into a modern setting. You know what I'm saying? Mm hmm. Where, like you said, it came across like the first one was like so over the top violent that it's almost funny. Whereas this one just felt like a normal action movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and kind of like you talked about, you know, they could have, if they did it today, maybe it would have been like the John Wick team or something. And that was one thing I didn't love about this one. I didn't feel like there was much weight to the action scenes. Like I didn't find them particularly interesting. Yeah. Um, so that was, you know, that was another thing I didn't love. And I'm like, there were a couple that were decent, but most of them I was like, okay, yeah. He's super cop. He's going to shoot the people. He's going to, you know, cool. He made it. You know, I didn't, I didn't feel like there was the weight of, oh, he's going to get blown up. And most of the scenes, maybe towards the end, it was a little better, but a lot of them were just like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, he's outperforming everyone. Cause he's the fastest program out there, you know? Yeah. It is funny though. Cause like you watch that now, like, especially him raiding that warehouse to kill. I always want to say Falcone, but that's Batman, <laughs> whatever. Renzi, Mercurio, whatever his name is, you know, the mob boss guy. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, like every as I was watching, I couldn't help but think of like almost identical scenes in John Wick and Deadpool where I'm just like, this movie would have been better had they gone for had they done exactly like what I've done. Like had they gone for the R said what made Robocop good what makes people love it? Let's remake it with that same idea. Because I feel like what you could do is basically combine, put the seriousness of John Wick like over the ridiculous violence of Deadpool, and that would give you a modern RoboCop. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And they just like they they I think they were too like the violence of some of it was too much. Like that. They did. It almost felt at times like it was shot for shot when it's like, well, this pacing or this level of violence or this level of something doesn't really fit with you making remaking RoboCop because it seems like it's not that bad anymore. 
and you took out all the real bad stuff and just kept with like the weird anyway so i think it's i think it's just <clears throat> robocop with more modern effects and i think that's the problem is that it's a pg-13 robocop without the effects or with the more modern effects but like, yeah and and, the, and they lean so hard on the effects you know like which i think a lot of I, them I, stand up pretty well some of them some got of a little, them do some don't i, I think that a lot of them are an instance where, like, you know, you put this in, like, a fully lit room. If you had put this in a dim room, these would have looked fantastic. And instead, mm-hmm. they look like, oh, this was pretty good for the time. When you look at it 10 years later, for me, it doesn't hold up. Um, but that was, you know, it's like you're really working against yourself when you put this in, like, a lab with a bunch of, like, blaring lights all over it. And I can see all the details. You know, I almost wish they had they'd just gone for, like, the dimmer, darker approach. Or, like, okay, let's do it. Let's make it easy on ourselves and let's obscure this a little more you know you make something more dark and then it fools your brain a little bit better versus no it's all brightly lit look at everything they got going on you know i feel like that wasn't really working for them in some of those scenes like especially when they you know some of the scenes where it's like oh it's him when they're putting the suit on and off and doing the testing and that kind of stuff yeah i the only the effect that really for me was the one that was like oh man this one didn't age well was specifically when he climbs on top of the ed 209 i was like Mm. "Mm, this doesn't look good this is a a tiny cg guy on top of a big cg thing and you could tell like none of it was practical yeah and the part which is the opposite of robocop yeah the original one because the original was like it was all no it's like these painted effects and then we used um you know they used claymation for a lot of it and you know they did all kinds of other stuff for it yeah which I think had they gone, because he moves way too fast when he's climbing on top of ED-209. And one of the things I thought as I was watching it was they should have either made him move very slow and put a lot of weight behind him like he was like he was a mech. Because that's kind of what they... Like the original RoboCop yeah, was. because they were like, he can't... He was a slower. Yeah, because I think in the trivia when we were watching that one, like they originally wanted him to move real fast. And then they're like, he's like, I can't turn. Like... If I had to save my life to and turn in like a, two seconds, I couldn't. I can't turn very fast. So they're like, okay, we have to make you feel like you weigh ten thousand pounds. I like how they kept the same like noise at when he's walking, but I felt like there was very disjointed in that. Now they can have like a rubber costume that he can move a lot easier in. I thought the costume looked all right. I just think it didn't look yeah. very good. It looked like the undershell of the RoboCop armor. You know, like he should have yeah. had the extra plates on it. Which I wonder if that's all they did was when he had the full RoboCop armor, if they just stuck those on top of his black suit. Because they it, he looks a lot bigger when he's in the black in the RoboCop looking one. Yeah. But he like when he's just walking around, he's doing like the slow steps and then he just starts running mm-hmm. and doing flips and rolls. And I'm like, that's Yeah. You're not really being very consistent. You're trying to Again, you're trying to keep it RoboCop when you need to just make it a modern version of like what people think of now if it was RoboCop had never existed and you were making it now. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But so I I liked it. I thought it was a fun bad action movie. I think it's not bad enough to be like a fun bad and it's not good enough to be a great movie, you know? That's yeah, what's like I would you agree said, with that. Mm-hmm. It's just it like falls in that no man's land of like, oh, well, I, I'm not surprised people don't really talk about this movie because it did fell right in that middle of, OK, not great, not bad at all. Yeah. Yeah. I think it made its money back because of China 
you know, but it mm-hmm. wasn't like it didn't like blow up the way like Transformers does there. You know, like Transformers makes like a billion dollars off of the Chinese market. But this was just like yeah. they, just, they like action movies more than the rest of the world. So it did all right there. But so, uh, yeah. But let me ask, how did you like Joel Kinnaman? Because I think he's I don't think he did a bad job. I don't. And Gary Oldman, I think I think like all the main actors did a great job. Yeah, I. Yeah, I thought Michael Keaton was good. Gary Oldman was good. I don't know. I wasn't sold on. I definitely don't dislike this actor, uh, Joel Kinnaman. Mm-hmm. Kin, um, Kinnaman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I didn't love him for the part. But it's also it, they took a different approach, which I appreciate. Right? You're gonna reboot something, you have to take and yeah, take a different direction in some way. You think about the original one, you're like, okay, Alex Murphy, you like him, but he's just in scene or two, and then he blows up, and then they turn him into RoboCop, and then he's a robot. You know. Very yeah. cyborgy and robot voice. Whereas this one, they're like, no, Joel Kinnaman's here. We're going to have him, you know, try to be a little charismatic. And then he's going to be RoboCop. Um, but he still, you know, he doesn't have like robot voice or like robot mannerisms, except for like there's kind of a stint in the middle of the movie where they've turned off his hormones, you know, his dopamine. So he is kind of just a robot yeah. kind of guy. Um, but it, it wasn't super sold for me. But I've seen him in other things. Like he was good in Suicide Squad. Um, so... You know, in this yeah. role, I didn't love him. Bailey didn't love him, but I think it was also the hotness factor. Like, either needed to be more or less hot, you know? You I know what I'm saying? And I think, honestly, there's a nose thing happening. It's not quite working. But there's a proportions thing as well. He's got very broad shoulders, but, like, very slender legs and hips, which is a little awkward. Bailey and I had this conversation during the movie. But I think the thing that really did him in in this movie was the hair. They didn't give him a good haircut. He had very much, like, a... I don't care how I look. I have crime to fight hair, you know? I think if they had given him a little nice haircut, a little bit longer hair, styled it, or even just maybe just a buzz cut might have done better for him, you know? Um, he fell in that awkward, you know, that awkward stage of hair that mm-hmm. wasn't, it wasn't doing him any favors. Yeah, look. I get what you're saying. He's a, what I would describe as a, a cop haircut. Yeah. <laughs> like a, like you said, just a very generic white guy. Short, but not short enough. Like, yeah, like you went into great clips in the front. You went into great clips. Said, "I have ten minutes." <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's like I've got ten minutes. Cut it. I gotta go. Yeah. You know, one of those. So yeah, but I don't know. And like in the beginning, they try to you know they show his like relationship with the family a little bit, and you know he loves his wife and all that, and he's got a good relationship with his son, which I appreciate, which I think is kind of opposite of regular RoboCop, right? Because we don't really know much about his family, right? We just see him being a good cop for a little bit. Then he blows up. And then we have like the flashbacks later in the movie where you're like, oh, he visits his home. And it's like, oh, this is where my family was. And he like, you know, has that crisis moment, right? Is that right? Yeah. Do we, I, th- I don't remember. I now. think it's implied. You don't see him until the flashbacks, I don't think. Or it's like implied like that he was a, a, like a good dad and had a happy family. But it's yeah, not but like his family's I, part of the movie. Except for like that's that the thing flashback. about this one too is I feel like they made it a point to include the family in the movie, but I also feel like they didn't really drive the plot home. Except that he got a little too emotional at one point, which throws off his dopamine, which messes with the system. You know, like yeah. that kind of had an effect on the plot. And then the wife is always, you know, she's doing some pushing on her end to be like, "Hey, I need to know where my husband is. What's going on with him? I haven't seen him in forever." You know, but I don't know that it ever ra- ever like fully affects the plot. You know. 
But since you're talking about the family, let me talk about this. Right. We're in the house. He takes his kid up to bed. He kisses the wife. It's nice. Then they have a little steamy moment where they're kissing on the bed. And then she's like, oh, there's some, oh, the car alarm goes off or something. So he's like, oh, he goes and checks it. Can you imagine like dying with blue balls? Can you no. imagine that? Can you imagine where it's like, okay, we're in the middle of an intimate moment. I got to go check something and then you die. Terrible. You know what it's I'm saying? Worst. It's a pretty, as far as like on-screen deaths go, that's a pretty bad one. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, I It's I'd not agree. a phrase they use often, but I feel like, you know, today was the day. Yeah. And then he, so he get, right. Okay. So he blows up. They come, they get him, whatever. I was not prepared for him to be lungs and a head. When they get him in the lab, it was almost comical where I was like, oh, he is lungs, a head, and a hand. You know? And that was just... it. I wish he had a little torso to him or something. Like, I don't know. It, yeah. it fell in the uncanny valley a little bit where I was like, <laughs> he's just a head, but he has lungs. He's a head with lungs, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It didn't... It didn't hit me the way that I think it was intended to. And maybe, once again, I think part of that was, like, it was so brightly lit. I think if they had done, like, a dimly lit scene, you're like, oh, something's moving. What is that? Oh, is that an organ? Oh, it's his lungs. You know, instead it was just, like, they just popped it right up there. And it was like, there's his head. There's his lungs. You look closely, there's his hand, too. You know? I was like, yeah. but his hand, he didn't, he didn't have an arm. It was a hand. I was like, wait, they're just keeping the hand alive? I don't know. They... They really so, went for it, you so know? So he can have the gentle touch that they need, you know? Yeah. I did see him shaking hands. I was like, well, that's nice. He has a hand still to shake hands with. Yeah. His hand-shaking hand. Exactly. I mean, honestly, like, I feel like with the tone of the movie, like, because the tone very much is supposed to be like, this is the first, you know, the original movie is very much a budget question of whether or not they can do this and whether or not this is the way to go versus the the 209. You know, because that's mm-hmm. like the big back and forth is that one guy wants to make the ED-209 and he wants to make RoboCop, the guy that makes mm-hmm. RoboCop. And uh, this is more like, well, we have the CEO kind of replacing those two characters, so he just kind of decides what's going to be done. It's more about... Well, it's more about the marketing of it, right? Where they're yeah. like, we have to repeal this legislation. We have to get public support to repeal the legislation. So how are we going to make a face for my company's robot policing solutions that people will be like, oh, no, this does work here. We like it, you know? Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. That's like why you almost like would expect him to just be a face, a brain, and a hand. Because it's like you need the face, you need the human brain, and you need the hand for shaking hands. And that's it. Mm. You don't need any other mm-hmm. part of the humanness. But it's like, you know, yeah. get, you know, give him an attachment or something, you know. Like you said, the man died with blue balls. <laughs> give him something. Yeah. Uh, that comes wow. later. That comes after <laughs> Commissioner Gordon takes over the company or something. I don't know. Mm. I don't know that either. I Yeah, I'm Another thing about this movie is I feel like they really went for it with, like, they tried to be a pretty smart, like, heady movie. They brought mm-hmm. up a lot of themes, right? Like, they made it a point to be like, oh, look, if you have too many emotions, that messes with our technology, you know? And then they make a really big point to say, no, he doesn't have free will because we've 
designed him so that once he's in combat mode and the, his helmet's down, then it's just the the system running and it's just sending signals to his brain saying, no, you're doing all this, but he doesn't really have free will. Right. Right. And it, it comes up a little bit, right. Because then he starts solving his own murder, you know, and he goes on his own. He's like, no, nah, I got to solve all the cases. I'm going off. I'm doing this. So I think that yeah. was something they tried to bring up. And then, you know, they, I think they tried to tie it all together at the end with, with Samuel L. Jackson, giving his speech. And look, you can complain about the boardroom meetings in the original RoboCop. But there were so many scenes of Samuel L. Jackson giving political commentary yeah. and like exposition dumping on the audience. Yeah. And I think there's just as much of that as there was. And at least in the boardroom, there's multiple people. In that one, it's like, no, this is Samuel Jackson. This is like, <laughs> you know, it gave me like hard like Fox News opinion show vibes, yeah. which I think is what they're going for. Absolutely. Yeah. But like it was a little traumatizing at certain points where I was like, I'm having like flashbacks to uh, different presidents we've had recently you know i was like oh yeah. i'm not ready for this but i don't know that they tied it all together in the end i mean they try and they also to their credit they did all, they painted a lot of homages to the original robocop like the original robocop suit popping up and you talked about the i'd buy that for a dollar they like flip yeah. that line at one point in the script um you know so they do a lot to pay homage to the original and they have a lot of themes in the movie, but I don't know that they executed on any of them that well. Whereas I think one of the strengths of RoboCop is that it's kind of a simple thing they're going for and they just go hard on it. And because it's such an obvious satire that it works, you know? Yeah. Which I mean, I like, yeah, like that's kind of like, I think this was, it's too much an attempt to say, let's remake RoboCop unless, unless it, it what it needs to be is a, let's remake RoboCop. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's remake mm-hmm. the movie less. Let's recreate the idea of RoboCop. For, you know, like this one, like you said, it brought up so many different themes, but it didn't, it tried to be real political and like, like, oh yeah, we're talking about the stuff, but they did, they would like, it'd be like, if you were in a conversation, be like, hey, like, man, recycling right anyway uh do you watch the football <laughs> game and then you're like nailed it got it everybody thinks i'm a genius you know and it's like we didn't we didn't you didn't say anything you just said the thing yeah. you just referenced well, the thing you didn't actually say it's anything also about like it. the beginning of the movie is like they show the police in in a foreign country right all the police robots and they're doing a news story on it to be able to look at how well it works and they show Locals being like, look, we're going to try to blow up some of these robots to like show how terrible this is. You know, don't hurt any people. And they do all that. And then they don't really talk about it again, except that Samuel Jackson is like, it works everywhere else. Why can't we do it here? And at the very end of the movie, he's like, look, some people say, well, we use these robots. That makes us no different from the imperialists. We tried to, you know, we tried to free ourselves from 200 years ago when we started the nation. But no. Stop whining. We're we're the toughest, baddest nation out there. And that's the end of the movie. You're like, oh, okay. I see how that's the start and the end of your movie, but nothing in the middle of your movie expounds on that idea, you know? But then also in the middle of the movie, you bring up the whole free will thing and you open that topic up, but I don't feel like you do enough to tie it back to that either. So it's like, you have all these interesting ideas you've thrown out throughout the movie, but you haven't capitalized on any of them or resolved any of them really. Yeah, they're like, oh, he's in combat mode. He has no free will. And then later, it's like, so was that? Is that a, is that a lie? What, what, what is happening right now? 
Like you said, mm-hmm. yeah, they never they never close any of the things they bring up. And they what I think one thing that would have made this better is to have one character that was really meant to be and I'm sh- I almost feel like in their minds somebody would have been like, "Oh, well, it's the doctor." It needed to be they needed Samuel Jackson's character, the Novak, and they needed a mm-hmm. counterpoint to him. Mm. You know, whether it be like cutting like having it be two different news shows randomly on TV or something or something more subtle than that, but have him be like, yeah, this is great. Everything's awesome. And then they're like, look, we've got the Senator that's on the screen once that says no. <laughs> and then he's gone <laughs> and then he never comes up again. And it's like, cool. Um, I don't think you did a good job balancing out then like doing any, if you're going to, to have the political dialogue or like the political commentary, don't you need to have like more than just the one guy shouting at the screen? That's like, that's what news channels do. They don't talk. They don't actually have any kind of commentary on anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And speaking of the guy, the Senator, who's like, no, we got to keep the, whatever act in place, the Reynolds act or whatever it is. I'm not buying the bow tie. No one in Washington wear like no senators out here wearing a bow tie. It isn't a thing. And I think it's like it's a trope among like liberal think tank people where it's like, look, I write for whatever, you know, publication and I'm a professor at Georgetown. You know, they wear bow ties, not the senator. So this guy shows up. Look, we talked about the leather tie power move, the bow tie cuck move. Right. We can agree that you, you're wearing the bow tie. You're in the Senate. I don't believe you're a real senator. You know what I'm saying? He also, like, they cast a guy that I was 1,000% like, oh, so he's the villain, right? As the as the good guy senator that's, like, trying to protect everybody. But, yeah, I mean, like, mm-hmm. I feel like the only the, you had two paths to make this, to remake this movie. Either you go real hard into the, like, you can make it, like, an, like a, I don't know what the right word would be, but, like, an a- analogy, I guess, for the militarization of the police force versus, like, these people yeah. are basically military in the other countries you can call them police, mm-hmm. but they're like soldiers patrolling the streets or and then you kind of draw that right. And then with all that stuff, or you can deal with, or so you could go hard <laughs> or, on that route. Or is it the free will and the or, AI yeah. stuff? Or you can make is that it the just other like, path you take. So that would be like, well, yeah, there's the free will and AI, but I was thinking like you either go that route because I feel like that was like one of the strong, like if you took you, the you could make the movie that way in its current form because there's so much yeah. around that mm-hmm. or you make it just like a dumb over the top action movie, you know, the cops except for and just like take for granted like, no, this is all fine. It's all good. It's just like a handful of people who are evil and he's going to find them, you know, kind of like what the original RoboCop is like the idea of Mm -hmm. RoboCop in both movies, I feel like is kind of take it for granted that no, he is a good guy. This is a good idea to put good guys in these indestructible armors to be Mm -hmm. super cops. The problem is not them. The problem is these like six evil people that are kind of messing with the idea. So once they're gone, it's fine and we can move forward. So I feel like those are like your two routes. And one leads to basically the same movie, but more focused, which I feel like would mm-hmm. make it better. Or And then the other one leads to more of a a true reboot of RoboCop where they're like, no, nah, no, nah. it's just going to like you're going to be there's many times like. The fact that at no point watching this movie do you go, oh my gosh, what? That is not RoboCop, right? 
It's just mm-hmm. an action movie about cops. Yeah, and there isn't even an interesting turn where it's like, oh, you're the bad guy, or you know, I don't know, and I don't know. Yeah, like at any point, did you think that that? Uh, gosh, what's it, what's the actor's name? The CEO guy. I can't, for some reason, I've spaced on it. Michael Keaton Michael wasn't Keaton wasn't the yeah. bad guy. I guess there was, and there were so many minor characters that were like. That role could have just not been there. Like, you know, there's the part where he's busting the bad cops and he's like, oh, I figured it out. I use my police software. Um, it's this lady. She's at the top pulling the strings. And that's just kind of there. Yeah. And I feel like it's kind of a throwaway. And even too, when they're going to make his original Robo, like the original appearance, the public appearance of RoboCop, where they're like, look, we're going to send him out. And they're like, Hold up real quick. I just got to download like 10 terabytes of data into his skull first. You're like, hold on. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> You've got 20 minutes left till the appearance and you're going to just totally alter, you know, the whole software, the whole ecosystem. You know, I was like, that was a dumb idea. You know, that was a bad move. Yeah. Which again, that goes to like, I think one of their themes was the manipulation of media and stuff like that, which again, they didn't do a great job of making that a central theme of the movie because I feel like the movie didn't have that much of a central theme. Yeah. But like he goes nuts and just arrests, shoots and arrests a guy in the middle of a crowd. And then they're like, look at him. He's the best cop ever. And it's like, yeah, I don't know if that would be the best thing for a cop to do. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, any- it's like you talked about. <laughs> there was no there was no flip side of it. You know, there's no commentary on the other side being like, oh, OK, we're seeing the public discourse. It was just like, no, we're seeing Samuel Jackson yell about his point of view. Yeah. About it. It'd be like if okay. somebody only ever watched, oh gosh, who's that guy on Fox? Tucker Carlson? Tucker like, Carlson? Yeah. And you're like. Speaking of bow ties. Yeah. Oh, does he wear bow ties? He, I don't know if he does anymore. He used, he's a huge bow tie guy back in the day before yeah. he got real big. But now, but now he's not a liberal cook, <laughs> so he doesn't wear bow ties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, speaking of Samuel Jackson, I did not realize how big this man's hands were. There's one shot where he puts his hands up like this where I can see him. And I was like, I didn't, is there a fisheye lens going on? They're huge. They were enormous. I was not, I was like, I've seen so many Samuel Jackson movies and I've never been distracted by his hands until today, until this one. Just want to get that one on the, on the record. On the record. Yeah. I think too, I don't know. I, I kind of mentioned there's that middle part of the movie where that was, it was kind of a weird detour where they're like, look, if you have emotions, then the software doesn't work. Cause they talk about it with, there's the guy playing guitar, you know? And he's like, it's like, I can't do it. Then Gary Oldman's like, no, you can do it. And he was like, okay. And then he does it, you know? But then yeah. he's like, look, your dopamine levels are too, you know, it's just kind of a weird, well, I don't, it's one of those sci-fi principles where you're like, look, you're trying to explain a concept, but I don't think, I guess okay. they had to introduce it to be like later in the movie of like, look, he's with this is why we have to take off his dopamine so that he just does what we want him to do. I but don't know. I don't know I, if it quite worked for me. I feel like it would have been better had they not basically re-explained it when he's having his meltdown later. You know, like, oh, mm-hmm. he's, have a, he's emotional. It's messing with the software. And it's like, dude, you already like introduced this by having the guy because they introduced. You could also the, just like show him freaking out and be like, we got to power him down. Like, you know, yeah, I don't even know but, if it needed the tee up. I liked the concept that they were exploring there. Right. Because the concept mm-hmm. was he's playing guitar. It's like you can do it. It's in your brain, not in your hands. Like the robot hand will do exactly what your brain tells it to do. 
You remember mm-hmm. how to play guitar. You can play guitar. And then the guy starts to get emotional, messes it up. He says, oh, you can't calm down. You can't get emotional. And then he has the line. The guy has the line where he's like, I need emotions to play guitar, which mm-hmm. is ties in with had they had someone con like on the other side of Novak. I think this would have been driven mm-hmm. home better, but they have the thing they talk about a few times where him having emotions as RoboCop is what separates him from the droid, the drones, right? And like, yeah, like, that's okay, why well, a real to... person hesitate to pull the trigger because they know what it's like to hurt someone and to feel pain or to feel guilt. Yeah. So it's like they needed, I feel like the doctor needed to be more of like an outspoken, you know, when they're in, here's the thing is it's like, I think the role of doctor whatever needed to be more like, pushing back against the uh, Michael Keaton's characters. Like, all right, you know what? Like, it's like, oh, well, the our drones did this course in 17 seconds. He took 47 seconds, which, again, he tries to explain it. And I'm like, no one got this part. But it's like part of the thing that was causing the issue <laughs> was the droid was just a program running in this AI thing in this like simulation, Mm -hmm. but his is like the program's running. It tells his brain, his brain tells his suit, which then tells the program. So he's like, he can do it just as fast as he has an extra step to the processing. And that's something that Mm -hmm. like, they just bulldoze past. I'm like, no, this would be a terrible way to test it. It'd be like, be like, all right, I'm going to run a macro in Excel and let's see if you can type it faster. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but if I'm like, all right, yeah. so it's like, all right, Cody, what's two plus two? I'm going to put it into Excel. If Can you write in hieroglyphics two plus two faster than I can hit enter on this keyboard? Yeah. Well, it's like, you're never like, going to beat um, it. <laughs> did you see Sully, movie Sully, Tom Hanks? No. About Sully Sullenberger? Yeah. Huh. So spoilers for that movie if you want to skip ahead, but that's the whole thing, right? He lands a plane on the Hudson. Like, look, you saved everyone. And then all the insurance people are like, uh, no, he put an entire plane in the river. He's reckless. He, you know, he ruined everyone's day, you know? So they're like, look, all these simulations say you could have turned around and landed at Newark and been fine, you know? And they go back and forth and back. And finally in the trial, he's like, look, I'm a human person. <laughs> so if you run that sim- simulation and give me 10 seconds to think and weigh my options, you'll see that it doesn't work because I don't run as fast as the machine. You know, the machine in the simulation is going to say, hey, we hit a bird, uh, turn around right now, hit Newark. Okay, we're going to be okay. We'll land. Right. Whereas in real life, what happened is like, oh, we hit a bird. Oh, we hit two birds. We have two engines down. Is there enough time? I'm not sure. There's not enough time. Okay. We're going to land in the river, you know? So it was just, that's like the whole point of his trial was nope. If you give me just a, a few seconds for human error, um, absolutely, I did the right thing, you know? Now run the simulation with the five second delay and you're going to crash the plane every time, <clears throat> you know? Yeah. So kind of interesting. But yeah, same idea. So like, I just I think the movie would have benefited from him being like, no, you can't like this is an unfair test or like have it be like the simulation. And it's like, look, we do this. But then they like have it show somewhere, even in the background or something, have it be like they ran it a thousand times and 20 percent of the time the robot shoots the kid, shoots the 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 combatant through the child, you know, because his gun just isn't as accurate as the robot thinks it is. The robot expects it to be a thousand like. 100% 100% accurate and it doesn't do it that way. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like, oh, 
what uh, RoboCop. I was trying to remember the character's actual name, Alex Murphy. The RoboCop never shoots the civilians, but you're going to have a certain number of civilians get shot with these ro- drones and like had just like things like that. Be like, look, he doesn't mm-hmm. have that. He does it twice the time, but he's always right. You know, th- something like that. But again, it's like I would say, like, it's too much of a. Which I think also suffers. It, it suffers. It's too much of a like they followed exactly what happens in the first RoboCop, so it's like it's a big proponent or a big reason I think why straight remakes are a bad idea when it comes to movies, because mm-hmm. you know what's going to happen, so there's no real suspense. Like you knew the CEO was going to be a bad guy because he's the bad guy in the first movie, or in the original movie. Like you knew this was going to happen. Like you knew he was going to solve his own murder because he solves it in the original movie. Like, you know, like Mm -hmm. you knew he was going to get his like emotions turned off and turned into just a robot at some point because that's what happens in the original movie. Yeah. And it is one of those you kind of mentioned some of the points, but they do a lot of over explaining in this movie as well that I feel like didn't happen in the original Robocop as much. But it's like, you know, he's he's solving his own murder. Like what's happening? Like he's solving his own murder. You're like, okay, but. I didn't necessarily need you to tell me that, you know, I'd almost rather watch him piece it together. And that's so much what Samuel L. Jackson does is he breaks down. All right. The last 20 minutes, here's what happened. And now Samuel Jackson's going to spend two minutes explaining it, you know? So, yeah, I mean, it just needed to be a lot more. They needed to pick a theme and stick with it. I feel like. Yeah. And there's so many characters they could have trimmed down or expand, you know, I've been like, okay, these are the main characters. They're, you know, driving the plot. I think there's just a good a good bit of fluff in the movie. Yeah. And like, once again, I think the action could have been more interesting. It's just watching a robot do so much CG action just isn't as exciting, you know? Yeah, it does it needed more it needed more practical base under the CG stuff. Like I thought, I don't know how you feel about it, the like night vision part where it like switched between their night vision and his thermal vision and him like going through the warehouse. I was like, this is cool. But mm-hmm. that also kind of came across as, well, they did this all practically and just like put an effect over the, like, this is just like a cool action sequence that they put an effect over. Mm. But like them switching between these guys having their like black and white and him having his like red and yellow vision and the fighting each other and seeing him pop up in their night vision was cool. Like it made it, that was a cool scene. Mm-hmm. But that was the coolest part of the action, I think. Like, yeah, it him his face off with the ED two hundred nines felt much less than the because the original one it was like, oh, f like it's him RoboCop versus one ED two hundred nine where it's like, oh, this is a superior machine. Like it's gonna win mm. if I try to go face to face. Whereas this one they're like, no, he can win against three of them, and they takes out like three of them, and then there's another one. And then the, his cop friends come and save him. And I'm like, mm-hmm. first off, like it's also <laughs> the, the way they save him is kind of interesting because he's like, hey, don't take any weapons in. They won't hurt you. Right. So he mm-hmm. steps in between him. You know, so I like that idea. Yeah. But it also just seemed like they threw it in there where it didn't need to be or that needed to be kind of a piece of the whole movie, you know, instead of being like, oh, it's an interesting idea. But yeah, it didn't improve the scene for me to your point. Right. If it was just like, hey, look. He's smart enough to take out three of these things because he did it, you know, the right way. I don't know. Yeah. Just fluff to me, I guess. Yeah, they definitely, they they brought it up in the beginning 
But then I feel like they got away from it, like where the drones work. The drones are, are like the robots are good at their job. It's the application of them that's very militarized and very like, mm-hmm. you know, come out of your house and we're going to scan you kind of like instead of being an actual like police force where they only respond to crimes. They're very much yeah. like this is an inspection <laughs> kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But like they even have that moment where you think like, oh, shoot, is this? Is this droid about to murder this kid because the kid like reaches out to the thing? But it's like, no, no, they're fine. They're not going to kill anything unless it has a weapon. And then they open the door to what counts as a weapon. And then that's never <laughs> that's never uh, brought mm. up again. Because, I mean, you would think like. Hey, does someone get shot because he has a knife? Yeah. Is that like the one kid? The kid at the You're beginning. Like, well, if I'm a giant robot that can take up to 50 caliber rounds and there's a miner with a knife. Yeah. Is my programming just going to blow him up? And that's something That's something about the original RoboCop is what would happen is that person would blow up and die a grisly death, you know, and mm-hmm. it would be like the shock factor. But this is a PG-13 movie, so it's like he got shot by the robot in a puff of smoke. You're like, oh. Yeah, they like zoomed out the same. and showed it from the perspective of the camera crew seeing him get shot uh-huh. and stuff. And it's like, okay, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't quite have the same weight, which is like, you know, to the director's credit, he really advocated for an R rating, but didn't get it in the end. Yeah, because then in that case, you could like, even then at that scene where it's like all the police are like lined up to try to stop him. One, they do have guns. Then they it cuts away from him like having his hands up. He turns, he turns back and all his buddies just standing there with rifles. I'm like, the thing's programmed to mow you all down. But like what I would have been, I think, had they gone for the R rating too. Cause yeah, I feel like it's difficult in a PG 13 movie to get past the rating boards. If you like kill a uniformed cop, like someone mm-hmm. in a police uniform dies, not even a gruesome way, but just gets shot. And it's like, okay, I feel mm-hmm. like that's something that they'd be like, hmm, maybe not for the children, you know? <laughs> but like, had it been like the security forces are coming and they see this exchange and these SWAT officers come out and the ED-209 just unloads on police officers. They're like, oh, no, shut it down, shut it down. They can't. Like it's killing police. Like we're all going to prison unless you shut this thing down kind of thing. Like I feel like there's a lot of cool themes in the action movies that, or the action scenes they could have gone for. They didn't. Yeah. And I honestly, I hope RoboCop does get another shot at a remake because I feel like with modern effects and some of the newer directors that are willing, like studios are willing to put more money behind those big budget R-rated remakes and like there's a lot of Mm -hmm. directors now that are really good at doing those gruesome but still like not not disgustingly gruesome, just like just the right amount of violence to fit with the theme of the movie. Like I feel like it would be a RoboCop remakes remake works better now than it did 10 well, years ago. Yeah, I mean, a movie that has the same vibe, that has some of the same actors, would be like The Suicide Squad, the James Gunn one. Mm-hmm. That is like a similar level of gruesome as the original RoboCop. They go like full comedic effect. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying where like you could have done that in this movie. You yeah. could also do it in a more serious way if you wanted to do a more serious take on RoboCop, like a more sombering effect. You could absolutely do that. You'd probably have to make it R. Yeah. But they didn't they didn't go they didn't go for the comedy. They also didn't quite nail the somber tone either, and they weren't able to go gruesome at all. So 
doesn't yeah. do them any favors in terms of like nailing home their point. But also, I don't know if they know what point they were trying to make. You know, there was yeah. one single point. It. I mean, it kind of. I know I keep saying it, but it does go back to my thoughts that this is. It's just a. It's too much a remake, in that it wasn't like somebody coming to the studio saying like. I want to redo RoboCop. Like I feel like I can do it and make a new version of it that is just as good as the original and it's cool and it sits alongside it. It is seemed there very a way much, to fit it into like modern, you know, like, hey, what was the point of RoboCop? It was about like corporate greed and stuff, which is interesting for the, considering the 80s, which was like a huge time for like corporations were surging and capitalism was doing great, you know, and people were all out to get stuff. Um, and it's like, I don't know if they fully found a way to be like, okay, what's that issue? But for 2014 and how do we, you know, how are we going to tackle it in this movie? I don't know that they really found that. Yeah. I think they had a few they could have picked from, but they never picked one and made it the point we were trying to make with the movie, you know? Yeah. Whether it was like the militarization of the police or like the foreign policy thing, or if it was the AI thing, or if it was corrupt police work thing, you know, it wasn't, they didn't pick any of those, but they had all of it in there somewhere. Yeah, which I wonder if part of it is like a lot of those weren't popular targets for scrutiny at the time. You know, whereas yeah. now like you could really dive deep into the police force, the corruption and militarization of the police force and corruption of corporations and their greed. And it would be mm -hmm. popular just on like those two groups like the bad cops and the and the corporation losing like that alone would make the movie popular mm -hmm. you know because but like you're right back then like it wasn't like those were terribly popular targets for making a movie about but it's like yeah like you said like it doesn't it doesn't feel like someone had a vision for the remake it felt like they just remade it to remake there's there and there was a couple of kind of goes movies. back to the trivia though like the director complained about not being able to execute a vision right yeah. he's like i mean it was remade for someone was like hey it's we're coming up on was he said it was 80 84 84 so it, 84 87 it might have been 87 87 so it's it like 25 years or so yeah. somewhere in that range it's like someone saying like we're coming up on just a generation away i'm sure when it was first pitched it was like hey we're coming up on like the 30 year or the 20 or 30 year anniversary of this movie, you know, mm -hmm. right. Like, in that sweet spot where it becomes nostalgic again, right? Yeah. That, like 20 year, 25 years where it's like, Hey, those people are adults now and they have money and they have kids, you know, or it's like this guy loves RoboCop is he has a teenage son. He's probably take his teenage son to see RoboCop. Yeah. But it just didn't, it just didn't land like, and I feel like this time period, like the 2014 kind of era had, mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of some, but I, I remember when I was, when we were first talking about watching the movie, there were a couple that I could think of and I can't remember them now, but it felt like there was several movies in that time frame that were like eighties movies that were being remade and they were just remade to be remade. Like they didn't. Well, yeah. They great. There's so many eighties franchises that have been rebooted, you know, like alien Predator, RoboCop, um, and what's the other one? I don't know. There's just a few from the 80s that were like, these things have been, it's like, you know, like 
Predators, I think, came out the same time as this movie, roughly, maybe a year or two different. And that's an 80, classic 80s franchise, you know? Interstellar. <laughs> um, I'm looking at, like, all the movies that were coming out that year. John Wick See, came out the same year. That's what's brilliant about Interstellar, though, because Interstellar, realistically, is just, like, a reboot of 2001 A Space Odyssey. You know what I'm saying? Like, You're right, it is. It's just, it's so heavily influenced by that, but it's a Christopher Nolan version of it, yeah. you know? The, okay. But that's the way to do it. Where you're like, hey, this is the classic source material. We're going to take a lot from it, but also I can do my own thing with it, you know? This movie, RoboCop, came out the same year as movies like John Wick, Kingsman, American Sniper, Fury. That's crazy to Edge think of about. Tomorrow. Like, Captain America, wow. Winter Soldier, like great action movies. And so I can, yeah, I now really see, too. yeah, like, yeah, X Men Days of Future Past. Um, I know Maze Runner's real popular. It came out the same year. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like, this, it really just stood no chance. It was like a dystopian movie time, too, right? Because you had like a Hunger Games that probably just run its course or was in the middle of its run. Yeah. That was. Maze Runner is a good example of the dystopian, you know, teen action thing, adventure thing. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out the same year. Oh, of course. Yeah. That's another one that I it's would kind of put in it's that. It's interesting like, to nostalgia. compare it to some of those movies, especially when you consider like the tone of some of those, like Captain America, Winter Soldier, you said was one, and yeah. Edge of Tomorrow, and a Kingsman especially, you know, where it's got that like over-the-top feel to it. Yeah. That's interesting. So that it came out the same time as those, but it went very different, much milder direction. So I, I think the movie, like some of the ones, cause this is just from 2014. So I haven't mm-hmm. looked at any of the other years, but like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Godzilla are two that come to mind where they were like, they seemed like they were made to bank on nostalgia because it was the right, right time for an age group that would like those franchises. Um, yeah, just the churning and through like, of franchises where you're like, we know franchises make money and we've yeah. got the license to make this. So 21 Jump Street had come mm-hmm. out and 22 Jump Street came out this year. Amazing Spider-Man was coming out. So it's like, yeah. like there was a lot of reboots, remakes. X-Men Days of Future Past is part of a re reboot of a franchise. Retooling of, yeah. So it's like, it seems like it was part of that churning, like production yeah. machine of all the reboots. And it, some Whereas of them got now, latched onto by yeah. like good people that really cared. And this one just didn't get linked up with someone yeah. who really latched onto like it. Now we're in a much more golden era of that because there's just so, the last two or three years, there's been so, or maybe even five, there have been so many production companies trying to break into like original content like Netflix and Hulu and Amazon. And they're pouring all, you know, Apple are pouring all this money into like really good creators being like, hey, here's a bunch of money run with your idea. We need like really good quality content. And we're getting quite a bit of good stuff out of that. Mm-hmm. I guess probably more so TV versus movies though. Right. Cause it's been the streaming thing the last few years, but you know, you also could have done this movie. If you didn't go over budget, you could have saved a few bucks on some things and made it like, you know, I mean, you look at what like the Rooster brothers have done on Netflix for like, I don't know. I guess maybe I don't know the budget of some of those, like the gray man and um, extraction. I don't know what the budget of those are, but I'm just thinking of some of those movies that are like pretty well done. And even like prey on Hulu, great predator prequel, like very well done lives up. I would say to the first, you know, the first movie in terms of like quality. Um, 
I don't know. So I just wonder if they had done it now, it would have been one of those, you know, like an HBO or a Warner Brothers thing where it's like, hey, we're doing a streaming release for it or, you know, we, we want to make it, put it in theaters and then it's exclusively on our platform. But just a very different time now than it was eight years ago. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm clicking through the years. I'm going backwards to try to, you know, get closer to when this movie was probably first started. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing a lot of properties that were rebooted that did great. <laughs> like that did what? That did great. You know, uh-huh. that are like good remakes. Um, like in 20, oh, this is 2012. Um, oh gosh, what was it in 2013? Wolf of Wall Street got remade in 2013. And Star Trek was, was getting remade. Oh yeah, Wolf of Wall Street is what's well, like I, I think it's like classified as like a sequel. But it, Wolf of Wall Street's a movie from the eighties. Oh no, yeah. you're thinking of Wall Street. Oh not Wall. Yeah, there's Wall Street and there's Wall Street. Money never sleeps. Yeah, or, or Wall Street. Wolf of and Wall there's Street. There's the Wolf of Wall Street, which is not. That's a no. different dude's story. Yeah, Wall Street's a fictional story with like Michael. What's the guy's name? Sheen? Michael Sheen, Martin Sheen. My, yeah. Which is the right one? The what is it? I know Wolf of Wall Street. Emilio Estevez. Is it Wolf based of Wall on Street a guy? is based on a real dude. Okay, yeah, yeah okay. So I was like, it's based on something. But it, is <laughs> yeah, it based on a real dude's life? Is it set in modern times or I thought it was set back in like. It wasn't that long. It was 80s, I, I don't know. 90s. It was set during like dot com, I think, bubble, wasn't it? I'm not certain. Haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. I just thought it was said. But I know the that bubble. the Wolf of Wall Street is still like in the stock market. Like, and you still see articles be like, "Oh, Jordan, what's his name? The Wolf yeah. of Wall Street says this about whatever bubble, you know." So it wasn't that long ago. Well, that's a dot com bubble would have been like early thousands. I know because the company I yeah. worked for almost died. Nice. Yes. Um, Prometheus. There you go. That's the. That was the alien alien thing. So, I mean, as I'm scrolling through, I see good ones. I see bad ones. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's also Battleship, which isn't really, you know. Yeah. It's, Robocop, it's such, it's such a different one to do. You know, when you look, even yeah. when you look at like Alien, you're like, of the six Alien movies that were made, there are four very good movies there, you know? And it's just like sci-fi space thriller. You know, that's a genre. Whereas like, the original RoboCop is such a weird movie, you know, because it's a satire, but it's also an R-rated action movie, you know? And how many R-rated action movies are satires, you know, with comedy elements and also, I don't know, it just, it just seems like a different sort of beast um, versus Predator, where it's like, no, it's an action movie, you know? Yeah. It's an action movie, you're hunter be hunted, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger's in the original. It's just, I don't know. RoboCop's a different kind of beast, and none of the thing, you know, none of the sequels of RoboCop ever lived up to what the first one did in terms of like Yeah. Well, I think it's like critical saying, reception and a cult classicness. Yeah. That first one is <clears throat> that's something about a cult classic movie too. Good. It's weird. They're different. They're not it's not yeah. like Alien. Alien isn't a cult classic movie. That is a classic sci-fi thriller film and the same you know it just it's a weird one yeah i just it's like you said it it is looking at it like i feel like when they remade it they looked at it as though 
oh, it's a good movie. When it's like, it's not good. It's a bad 80s movie. That's why people like it. People like bad 80s movies. I disagree that it's a bad 80s movie. I think I, I think you're wrong there. I think the director knew exactly what he was going for because that's well, his yeah. style. You can go for, I mean, you can go for a, like, you can know what you're going for. It doesn't make it like, I mean, it's going to be a great movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but he executed on what he tried to do. He did yeah. it well. I mean, like, it's cheesy. I guess that's what I should say. It's not bad. It's it's a cheesy 80s movie, like you said, where, like, the gore is yeah. cranked up so high that it's comical. That mm-hmm. He literally got yeah. shot apart. That's how he got killed. They right. shot him to death. Not in, like, they just shot him. They shot pieces of him off until he, and then he did mm-hmm. it to them later in the movie or did it to another group of guys. And then they, right. re- like, the was it the scene something like the video on YouTube that you can find on YouTube where it's him and it just goes forever where it's just him shooting <laughs> shooting off guys penises for like 30 minutes <laughs> like the yeah. first time you watch that you're like I don't remember this part of the movie but maybe I just don't remember the movie you don't think off the top of your head <laughs> yeah. this wasn't in there you think oh. I guess I don't remember that movie very well and that's how it Man. so looking back like to the time when this would have been from the group of movies this was probably pitched as it's at the same time as mm-hmm. there are a lot of movies that actually I would say this is one of the better ones of the group but then there's some that stick out like the Planet of the Apes reboot started around uh, 2011 yeah. so in my mind it's like that's the kind of movie that would have kicked off like given the opening to this one you know um, alright Tyler can, so. can we take a quick pause and um, and then we'll wrap up alright be right back. Three, two, one. I think Planet of the Apes is a pretty good example because I think those movies are like better than they should have been. And there's like a trilogy of them that are all good, which is so rare that someone reboots a franchise and gets multiple yeah. like I mean like another couple movies that I out of saw them. where things like True Grit and uh, Tron, like a lot of. 80s things were getting remade in this time and it's they were doing well even though they weren't good so this one i feel like this it, it looking uh-huh. at it, it almost looks like this was kind of the death like the final nail in the coffin for those kind of half done remakes that were just like you know like you know let's just let's go get a guy that looks kind of like and can act like john wayne and remake true grit the exact same but it won't be as good because people don't like Westerns as much anymore and we just don't make them as much anymore and it's just not going to be as good, you know? But also maybe throw in mm. some woke stuff that doesn't fit with the movie. So. You're out here. You're out here, you're out here throwing shade. You haven't seen True Grit, Cody. Brothers in front have of you? me? Oh, I thought you said you hadn't seen it. It's a bold move. Yes, What'd I have. What did you think of it? Yeah, I saw it in oh, theaters. It I, I saw the Coen Brothers True Grit. Loved it. But I also... I'd never seen the original. And um, now my dad loves, like loves lot, Westerns. So. And I have several people that I used to know. <laughs> I haven't talked to them a long time, but they uh, they liked Westerns a lot. Like they loved like the original Trigrit. They weren't, they were like, eh, it was fine. So it's like, why remake this movie? And they're, they're going to be like, eh, it's all right. You know? <laughs> yeah. It got nominated for I'm Oscars. just saying, like, it not, was part, you know, there was such a group of those movies where they remade them, but I feel like they all missed 
they all missed the mark on remaking the movie. So the thing that made them good or bad was whether or not the director had a vision for the new version of the movie. So like the Coen brothers obviously have a vision for that version. Mm -hmm. So they, they, the fact that, and Mm -hmm. other people might just like other people who are fans of Westerns might disagree. I just know like this small sample size that were like, it was fine. I think John Wayne fans didn't like the new one as much, but I'm not like a John Wayne fan and I like the new one a lot. So, so there you go. But that's, that's the other hard thing about reboots too, is I've seen a lot of rebooted movies where I'd never seen the original. And I was like, Oh, I enjoyed that. Or I enjoyed it for what it was, you know, one of those movies like, Oh, pretty good. Good enough to watch in the movie theater. Didn't love it. Um, I've seen my share of those, but I think, if I had gone into it, having seen the original, been mm-hmm. a fan of the original, I would have been let down by the reboot, you know, and maybe Planet of the Apes is one of those for me. Cause I'd never seen the original. And so seeing the new versions, yeah. I was like, these are solid movies, you know, but I think it's the same thing. Like I have a hard time. If I read a book, okay. I have a really hard time watching the movie just cause, especially when it's a book I love where I'm like, uh, like fight club is a harbor, you know, that's a cult classic movie. I don't like it that much. It, I like parts of it, but I love the book so much, and it's so different from the book yeah. in some parts that I just can't enjoy the movie the same. You know? Yeah. I also, you know, I mean, the twist of Fight Club, right? Isn't that like ninety percent of the enjoyment of Fight Club? And so, then, um, no, I wouldn't. Not for I mean me. The movie, not not the when book. I read it. But well, it's a big. It's a big part of the movie, and I think it's something that makes it very memorable. Is it so, you know, it's a bit it's a big twist, just like any like M. Night Shyamalan movie, you know. It's a it is a big part of it in that way, but I think for me, yeah, I don't know. As a book fan, I read mm-hmm. I've read Fight Club like a dozen times or so. It's a pretty short book, but once you know the twist, you reread the book and you're like, oh my goodness, it was right in front of me the whole time. This is amazing. It gives you a new perspective on the book every time you read it, which is what's cool about it. Um, I don't know if that's the same for the movie. Yeah, I think it would definitely be hard to do that. You know what right? I'm saying? Um, yeah. But it's still, it's a part of the meme ability of the movie, right? Is that, that they make yeah, so no, the big, the big reveal is. Yeah. But what What are you saying about it? What am yeah, I saying that about, it's about the twist? Oh no, I was just saying, isn't that like, I've yeah. heard for the yeah. same that there are people, a lot of my friends, I've never read the book. I didn't even know it was a book until I met someone who's like, oh, I love the book. I read it like a hundred times. I'm like, what? So I, I, I have yet to meet someone who's mm-hmm. a huge fan of the book that likes the movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't say I dislike the movie, but I mm-hmm. just think, I think the book makes several points in it and the movie very clearly throws those points away. Um, especially when it comes to, like the ending where it's like, oh, you, the book has this direction. It goes the direction and it ends in the direction. Whereas the movie goes the direction. And then once it's to the ending, it's yeah. like, let me just flip around to walk back a few steps. You're like, well, why, why do we walk down this path? Yeah. If we weren't going to stay on it, you know? Yeah. Well, Cody, I want to give one more analogy because I think it's the closest to this movie. Right. And it's interesting because I like this other movie a lot too. So in 2010, mm-hmm. I think is the year I got to is when Tron Legacy came out, which is another 80s remake. I Ooh, grew up with yeah. a Tron VHS. I loved Tron. Yes. I loved it so much. Ooh, all right. Let's talk Tron because oh, I so have good. seen both. I've seen it's, the original. Can and we agree? The Look me in the eyes here, Cody. Remake. Can we agree? Can we come together on this? 
the original Tron is an awful movie. It's terrible. Okay. It's bad. I would like, but it's I so would say cool. it's not a Especially good movie. Especially as a kid, you're like, they're in the computer. Well, <laughs> they're programs. That's so awesome. You know, yeah. but it's a bad movie. <laughs> Even like my yeah. dad who bought it, yes. who loves it, is like, 100%. it's a terrible movie. It's like, it's freaking awful. You know, and then they remake made it and they're like, but I think that's one that they did take and they're like, here's the essence of Tron. Boom. Modern times. Still awful. And everybody's like, it's awful. What do you mean? Anybody who thinks the new Tron is like, let down the original. I'm like, it's the same. Okay. <laughs> it's. No, I've, I've, yeah, I've shared this exact point with many people because what is the point of Tron? It's sci-fi. Yep. It's got a great soundtrack and good special effects. And that is all the original was. That's all the new one is. You know, it's a Daft Punk album and it's got a couple hot people yep. and they have cool lights yeah. and effects and lasers, you know, like that's so all I it think is. like that one. I think they were both they're both on par as far as movies, but that one did exactly what it was supposed to do. They went for the remake. And they remade it. They took the essence of Tron. They remade it in the modern time. And I think. Yeah. (laughs) But they took the essence of a not good movie and replicated it, which is what's weird about it. I think the new Tron is a little bit better. I think the new Tron is like marginally better than the old Tron. I think the thing that makes it better is like they used (laughs) the same actor. You know, Flynn is the same person. I think he's a better actor now, obviously, than when he was younger. He's mm-hmm. gotten better with age. So I think there's that. I think like it benefits right. from newer CG and that that makes them be able to do cooler stuff with it and like have cooler stories and stuff with it. But what I think is that they were both. I think Tron, while I do think RoboCop, the original RoboCop is a better movie than the original Tron. Like, I think it's just a better made film, like a better story. Mm-hmm. I think it's an example of how like right. movies that were really cool back then, if you just try, if you port them forward without significantly changing them, they don't always land the way that you think they're going to land, mm-hmm. you know? Cause I don't think, did the original RoboCop like break records and go crazy and like, or did, was it more of a like slowly built over time? It's fan base. And is it like a cult classic or did it, was it popular at the time? I can't remember. That's a good question. I don't know if I know. Um, it's a really good question. I'm not sure. It was a finan- the original Robocop. Financial success, earning $53 million. Views praised the film as a clever action film with deeper philosophical messages and satire, but were okay. more conflicted over the extreme violence throughout. So, did well at the box mm-hmm. office, drew some critical acclaim, was also controversial, yeah. which is almost kind of good for a movie like that. So I think yeah. it was a success. So I, I just think know, like, I don't know. That's that kind of shows yeah. in my mind, like you can take it without changing it much, but it's like the, the thing that made the new Tron a good sequel, I would say was that they did change it. They kept the essence, didn't change. They didn't change the essence. They changed the story. Whereas this, if they had made it like a remake, like, Oh, Hey, you remember all that stuff right. that happened? Let's try to redo that. Like that RoboCop that came out in the, they tried to do in the eighties. Like that was a good idea, but maybe this will be like, oh, he led to the legislation that they're like, nope, none of these in the U.S. You know, right? 
Or, you know, yeah. Because well, if it, if you carry on the same thing, like Tron Legacy isn't a reboot, right? Or it's like a reboot, it's not a remake. Whereas this one was a remake, but you could have rebooted Robocop and said, hey, Robocop is a common thing now. Look, there's, you know, oh, what if there was a rogue Robocop that went bad? Or what if, you know, we had a Robocop who developed uh, a heart or I don't know. I don't know. How, but, you know, what if you said we live in a post-Robocop world where now Robocop is the norm or where... Like you said, where the legislation is directly tied to it, but instead we're we're remaking and saying no, we're back. Robocop doesn't yeah, exist. Like what I'm saying now is Robocop like they come is in, a new thing in the world. And you say like this bill, right? That's um uh where they've got where it says like no drones and stuff on or like you can't use robots for law enforcement. Um like play with the idea that that bill was built came out of the like fact that robocop had to kill the guy at the top because he was corrupt you know like where they're like look we can't trust these robots and this is like Mm. a reformed version of that the parent company or something of that original company trying to reintroduce it and like here's the new robocop because then you can have a lot of fun with the like calling him new calling it the new robocop you know so it's like yeah that's a difference too is like they don't really call him robocop in this one whereas in the original, that's his yeah. name. They call him RoboCop or Robo. And that's what he goes by. Whereas this one, they're like, no, it's Alex Murphy. Here's, what I'm, here's what I'm looking up right now. It's a difference. Even though they want him, even though like Michael Keaton wants to treat him just like a piece of property, they don't. They still like very much humanize him yeah, as Alex which Murphy. I feel like in the original, that was, was like, during you the time Robo. of like Demolition Man, right? Where no it's like, oh you. yeah, in the future, corporations rule everything. Whereas now we're in the future and we're like, I mean, you're not wrong, but it's not as mm-hmm. outright Taco Bell owns everything in the universe as it was, as you guys thought it was going to be. So here's right. what I'm thinking. You get Peter yeah. Weller. He's 75. You throw him in like 200 pounds of RoboCop armor and let's remake it. Let's do it. Let's have him be RoboCop. They have to fight to the death. He has to fight, you guessed it, Paul Bettany, who is the new RoboCop. Yeah. You know, it is funny, though. I will say, yes, I do think 10% of the failure of the movie is due to Peter Weller has a voice to him. Like he's got a voice that you can hang a character on, you know, like Darth Vader. If they just had this tall Scottish guy voice him would not be as intimidating. Right. Whereas Mm -hmm. I love Joel Kinnaman, but he doesn't have the voice to hang the character on. He's got a great voice for like. I loved him in yeah. Ultimate Carbon, where he does play kind of a cop type character, and it's awesome. And mm-hmm. like that's a great show. I recommend it all the time. You know, Cody. I've tried to get you to watch it. You haven't watched it. You fought me on it. It's great. But he's very much a Yep. I don't watch TV shows yeah. except this week where I watched well, five seasons Netflix, of Better so Call Saul in about four. It's 40s. not a TV show. It's a streaming series. Anyway, so Uh, speaking of Paul Bettany, you brought it back up, so I'm going to tell you what I learned about okay. Paul Bettany while trying to figure out how why he wasn't in this movie. Tina Turner. Paul Bettany, do you know who he's married to? No cheating. <laughs> Great guess. Actually, terrible guess. But <laughs> Jennifer Connelly. What? They've been married for 18 years. Paul Bettany's married to Jennifer Connelly. Deal with it. They're one of, yeah, I looked it up and they were like, yep, they fly under the radar. They're one of Hollywood's most enduring couples. They both, 
uh, were in A Beautiful Mind. That's where they met. They started dating after shooting ended. And now wow. look, at, look at them go. 18 years strong. How does yeah. that make you feel? Give you yeah. the warm fuzzies? Yeah. Love is real, people. All you haters out there. Okay. Is there anything else? To, oh, I yeah. do have one last point of debate to ask you about. This is the second movie we have reviewed with the um, the song, what is it? Procol Harum? Or is it Focus? Hocus Pocus, Focus. What's what? the name of the song? Is it Focus by Hocus Pocus? Is that the name of the song? Hold uh. on. Let me do my research here. Hocus Pocus, which is an album by Focus, the yodeling song. Let me just play it just to confirm. Focus. Pooling on my classic focus. rock knowledge from high school. Yes. Okay. The song is Focus by the band Hocus Pocus. It is in this movie. This is the second movie we've watched that has a shootout scene set to the song Focus by Hocus Pocus, the yodeling one. You know what I'm talking about. Baby Driver uses the song for a shootout. Let me ask you the question. I mean, Does I'm just going to tell you, Does Baby it not Driver work? Who did it better? better? It's a question. Who used the song better? I think. I wouldn't say that this movie didn't use it well, but it was absolutely ruined um, by having seen Baby Driver and then seeing this after. I was like, oh, this is not nearly as good as when Baby Driver did it. I feel like Edgar Wright saw this movie and was like, no, <laughs> hold my beer. I can I can do this better. Yeah. Sorry, hold he's British. Ale. Hold my ale. I think he still you calls know? it beer. Hold my ale. Watch this. I think they still call it beer. <laughs> nope. It's an ale. Stout, hold my stout. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I didn't, I think I almost could have just had it be um, score, for being honest, because we also had so much exposition at that point where they're doing the whole thing, like, no, he doesn't have free will. He's the robot program, and it's sending the signals to his brain, etc. So, Um, yeah. Just thought I'd call it out. Not everyone, look, it's one of those songs that I discovered in high school. I was like, this is the weirdest thing ever. This is wonderful. And um, so whenever it pops up in pop culture, we got to talk about it. We must discuss. Yeah, I mean, I think Baby Driver did it better. I will tell you what I have been doing is humming the RoboCop theme to myself (laughs) since I watched this movie. It's like, it's not by any means the best, but I feel like it's such a like, I don't know. Yeah, and it's like, it's something that they nailed in that like, it's so easy to hum to yourself and like without messing up the tune mm. and it, it just, but it's so much more mm-hmm. epic than, than should be associated with RoboCop. Right. Absolutely. So yeah. I think in conclusion, Cody, I feel like we agree that this is a movie that like, it just fell short. That's the thing. It's like it, it remade it. And it did well enough to like be a remake, but not well. Like it didn't make its own identity and it didn't stay faithful enough to the original to it's like it needed to do one or the other. Be a way more faithful adaptation, like remake mm-hmm. or make its own yeah. thing. Um, and they just didn't. Yeah, there wasn't one uh, dystopian future commercial for a weird product or service. And that was my favorite part of the original RoboCop. Which it feels like they were trying to replace it with the Novak thing, but that's like the original Uh, one was funny. 
Yeah, and that it's like right, ex- which isn't which isn't half as fun. Relief with yeah, exposition, which is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's like comedic relief plus world building. Whereas this one is just like, no, we have this today. You can turn on the TV and watch someone Which from any kind of fit with, political party like do this. The world now, they tried to build know? was very much like, oh yeah, no, like you recognize the world. This is in the the near future. Whereas in the eighties, they were like, nah, this is like forty years away. Like, if you're a grown up, you'll be like old or dead, and if mm-hmm. you're a kid, you'll be a grown up. You know, <laughs> with kids your age. Whereas now they're like, no, no, this is in like yeah. 10 oh, years. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like this is also another one that like, if I had seen this movie and never seen the original RoboCop, I mm-hmm. may have rated it like half a grade better, you know, but because I've seen the original RoboCop and then I saw this one, it didn't, you know, yeah. I think this is one that I, I could have seen this if I had seen this when it came out, I might have been like, oh, that was, that was pretty good. But since I'm seeing it now through this lens, I'm like, ah, it fell short for me. You know, kind of yeah. like you talked about when you saw it, you're like, this is great. This is, I love this movie. So with that said, what would you I'm going back and forth rate it? here because so I think our, so our last episode yeah. did kind of show it is funny how different our like grades are where like you didn't like the last movie and I liked it. and We both rated it a C. Because for me, like a C is an okay movie. So mm-hmm. if it's like a C minus, it's okay, but not great. If it's C plus, it's okay, but it's, you know, it's on the good or better side of okay, you know, kind of thing. So I'm hovering around that C range. I don't think it's like a bad or a terrible yeah. movie. I'm going to go with, you know what? I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do, I'm going to go a B minus actually, you know, cause I thought, I think it's good. I just think it just suffers from not knowing what it wanted. Like it suffers from being, mm-hmm. it's a movie made by a committee. Like you said, that guy didn't have creative freedom. He didn't get to make it own, make it own. Yeah. So it was controlled by executives somewhere else. So I feel like that. All right. So. Well, this is interesting. I I feel like when I was watching this, I was like, this is a D somewhere, you know? But I think you've talked me up. I think I'm going to say this is a C minus. I think if I had seen it in a different lens, maybe it would have been like a C plus if I had seen this when it came out with no RoboCop experience. But I will just, in case you forgot, when we did Robo, no, the original RoboCop, do you remember what you graded it? I have it pulled up here. You said it's a bad movie, but I will remind you that you gave it an A minus, as did I. So we put the original Robocop in an A minus. I'll give this one a C minus. You gave it a B minus. So that all works out to, which I mean, I will, I'll stand by the fact that I do think this is just a better version, but like because the old one's from the 80s and it has that 80s flair to it and it's rated R, it's, it is, it is the better. Mm hmm. But like this it one is just better. It's that same what it was movie, trying to do. Yeah. Paint. If you just gave if you gave this same movie to that director yeah. and let him fulfill his vision, it could yeah. have been. It's that one with all of the bad stuff edited out and new stuff to replace it put in and like a prettier coat of paint on it. But it's like you didn't need the prettier coat of paint. You just needed the 
Yeah. That was what was cool about it. It was Detroit, industrial, brutal, you know, going for it. Yeah. See what you're saying. Wonderful. Well, hey, thanks for listening. You can share us or review us wherever you find your podcasts. You can also yell at us on social media at Opinion Havers, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're sharing memes on there. And, you know, if there's a movie you want us to do, you just holler at us. We'll add it. We'll add it to the rotation. And have opinions. Until next time, watch movies. Can you just Google for me Samuel L. Jackson hand size? Turn that safe search off and just, you know, knock that one out. Also, I tried to screenshot uh, the the guy with the pillow for his body. And um, fun fact, Amazon blocks screenshots. Mm. So when you turn on screenshot software, it blocks out the screen. So. Just says no pillow man for you. So big, Cody. You know what they say about a man with big hands? It's got a big pillow. Oh. Hmm. Big gloves. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>